Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy that we're doing this finally. We have been talking about doing a podcast together for, honestly, the last like four months. Yeah, months. Like July was the day that you messaged me and were like, are we crazy that we're not doing a podcast right now? And that's what we're here to do. We love Gilmore Girls, as many of you know. I mean, I'd have to imagine that if you're not my mom, Haley's mom, some of our friends, you are definitely here from TikTok. Yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone else would know me other than being Gilmore Girly Girl on TikTok. Because of that, I feel like we've just, we've had so much more to say about the show that ended, what, 14 years ago? Five years ago? Five, 14. But if you're like a purist, 15. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> If you are a Gilmore Girls purist, it ended for you 15 years ago when Lorelai slept with Christopher, and that was that. That was the last scene. You know, we just, we are the kind of people that have wanted to dissect this show for a very long time, and then we found each other on TikTok. We found each other. And it's interesting because we both sort of started doing this very inadvertently. How did you start your TikTok? Uh, Mine was because the people around me were getting overwhelmed whenever they mentioned Gilmore Girls. Uh, one of my friends posted on her story that she was watching it. We had a conversation and over the course of it, I sent her like 65 very long texts about why Logan uh, is Lorelai <laughs> and not Christopher. We did agree that Christopher was trash, but she woke up the next morning and was like, I'm overwhelmed. I love you, but I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> and you were like, how can I fix this? Yeah. And so I'd seen a lot of people posting about Gilmore Girls on TikTok. Like I had a personal account and I would like watch them from there. So then I started Gilmore Girly Girl to kind of have like a secret account. I just like started talking about it. And this is something that I know a lot about because a lot like you, we've talked about, I've watched the show almost every day for the past since I started watching it. 100%. Also because this is not my first podcast. This is the first podcast I've recorded. I've had a Gilmore Girls podcast for years where I just talk out loud to myself about Gilmore Girls. And I think that's why like it, my videos just started to make sense because I talked about this long before with a listenership of me. Yeah, a listenership of one. Before I started actually posting content, I was commenting on your videos. Mm, Yeah. I think that I'd probably been commenting on your videos for like a month before I actually made one. That's so funny because like I... I have gone back and looked at some of my videos and I'll find your comments and be like, oh my God, that's so funny. That's Haley. That's like my friend now because that's yeah. how we became friends. You know, it's for the people who who don't really know our connection, we became friends on TikTok. But part of the reason that we connected so quickly was not just because of Gilmore Girls. Haley and I have both lived in New York for many, many years and we both worked right. on Broadway. Yeah. And we never met each other. Yeah. You posted about your job and I was like, messaged you and I was like is this gonna be weird because no it was the best thing that's ever happened to me you messaged me and you were like hey so I think we're the same person except (laughs) I'm brunette (laughs) yeah we are we both moved back in with our families during the pandemic um I lived on the I live on the west side you lived on the east side Mm -hmm. it's like we're both Sagittarius's like we are six days apart you love Logan I love Jess like it's we're very similar but we are also very opposite but 
just our lives are very parallel. You were very, very drawn to Rory when you were watching the show. I was always very drawn to Lorelai. Like we are so perfect to do this podcast together because we have such differing opinions, but we always respect each other's differences. We always respect so far. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll find out what we truly disagree. I just, that's why I feel like we're so perfect to do this because we know the show so well. Yeah. And because too well, we a little too well We need to go outside. Sometimes (laughs) we sometimes need to take a walk, but we, we not only have so much knowledge, but like, you've also taught me a lot from your TikToks from like the parallels that you make. Yes. Oh my God. You notice stuff that I'm like, wait, it's because I, I just like have seasons five through six, just completely memorized. And I, I don't really know much about those seasons. I am, I am much more of like a seasons one through three kind of gal. Those that's like where I live. That's why we're like so well suited is because like there's so many things in seasons one through three that I just forget truly. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Same with me for five and six. That's like the one thing that like a lot of people in my life, I've told them I'm starting a Gilmore Girls podcast and they're really excited, but they're like, you're going to run out of things to talk about. Like you're, there's not going to be that much to say. You're going to do like what, like 20 episodes and then you're going to be done because we're not doing a recap podcast because no, this is not a recap podcast. There are great recap podcasts out there. And I like, don't know how to do one because so much of like what we talk about on TikTok is just like relating the episodes, the seasons, characters, character art. Yeah. We find all of the parallels. We were to do something chronologically. I think you and I would have a really tough time doing that because we know the show so well that we know what's coming. We know what's been. And we're so glad that we have other people out there who also know the show just as well that when we reference things, they're going to be like, I know exactly what they're talking about. Exactly. This is for you. So let's talk about how you got started with your TikTok and what what were the first things that you were drawn to posting about Gilmore Girls? Because I think that you mentioned that Gilmore Girls is not what you first started posting about. No, I hilariously posted a story about um, being in the grocery store during like the height of the pandemic and getting upset that I felt someone close to me turning and it was a mirror and it was me and I, it went viral. <laughs> like people loved it. <laughs> I don't know why. It was something that I was familiar with. I knew that it was something yeah. that could happen, but I didn't know that doing a TikTok in my pajamas with no makeup on in my grandma's oh, house dang. at like two o'clock in the morning about how I thought that Dean was Rory's most toxic boyfriend was going to go as viral as it did. I was very pleasantly surprised by how many people agreed with me that Dean was toxic. And I was also surprised at how many people like were really quick to come to the defense. Wait, um, wait, wait, back up. Yeah. Explain like what your video, explain it to anyone who hasn't seen it because like we could post it on like our Instagram for people to totally. watch it if they haven't, but like totally. kind of explain like what, what the TikTok was about. Essentially what I said was, um, I was talking about the first time that I realized that Dean was Rory's most toxic boyfriend. And it's funny because I know that that Dan Donna Reed had happened already. We knew that he was the kind of man who was like, I like the idea of a woman coming home and making dinner for her husband. And that should have been the first time that I realized it. And then it was sandwiched in between the same episode called Star-Crossed Lovers and Other Strangers, where they have their three-month anniversary dinner. And as we all know, he says, I love you. She doesn't say it back. And he breaks up with her. And people also thought that was toxic. And I completely agree. But sandwiched in the middle was this really, really, you know, very subtle toxicity in my mind because Dean knows that Rory has Friday night dinner every single week. And it's a requirement for her grandparents to pay for her to go to Chilton, which is very important to her. And it's a huge plot of the show. He knows it. Literally, it's the plot of the show, Dean. Who didn't give you the script? (laughs) So he he says to her like, hey, um, it's, you know, it's our three month anniversary. And um, I planned this whole thing for Friday night. Could you get out of it? 
I know our anniversary is on Saturday, but I have to work. And I just was like, well, why, why does she have to get out of her thing? Why can't you get out of your thing or do it on Sunday? There are three days in the weekend. And I just thought that that was sort of the precursor to how Dean was. He always wanted Rory to make adjustments for him. And so I made that TikTok and it went viral for several reasons because some people were like, yeah, and other people were like, eh. Yeah. One of the reasons that people are like very much against that is because Dean was a teenager. When I scrolled back through your comments on that, that was like one of the main things is like- Acknowledge the fact that he's a teenager. Absolutely. But I think that right now, and I brought this up a lot in not just my content when it came to this TikTok, but in my content when it came to other TikToks that ended up going viral about Dean. Yeah. Because we need to mention that it was, this is one of three- that have gone just over a million. You have many absolutely talking about Dean, but there's but all three of them talking about how kind of toxic Dean is as a boyfriend. All have some of them over two million. Yeah, it's a very popular topic. Um, you know, the one that was four point four this summer um, that I made was about people calling Dean a good guy. And that was a huge reason why I made my original TikTok because people, myself included, when I watched the show in real time, said Dean is the good guy and Jess is the bad boy. And that- Not to mention that we were told that by the characters exactly. in the show. Exactly. Lorelai, it was very much framed yes. that way. It was always framed that way. And I have to be honest with you, that's a huge reason why I like came to the defense of it being a toxic trait versus being just something we should excuse because he's a teenager. There's no doubt in my mind that like teenage boys make mistakes like that all the time. I was, I was an emotionally like ridiculous teenager at that age. I made choices I would never make now. Some things that people would be like, yo, Tara was so toxic when she was a teenager. Yes, I probably was, but we have to teach young women to look out for those things, even as young as 16, because that kind of behavior should never be deemed as good. And that was a huge reason why my second TikTok that went viral about Dean over the summer went in that direction because it was a big debate of toxic or teenager. And I think that, you know, two things can be true at once. Yes, he was 16 years old, but he had a lot of traits that we should have never been teaching young girls and young women. Yeah. That that was that that is the framework for a good guy. By calling them out and saying this is bad, it stops that from making adult men with those traits by by telling yes, girls exactly. don't accept that from even teenage boys like because maybe that's a learned behavior maybe an adult man in their life is acting that way towards the adult women in his life and he's picking because that he up. always thought that it was okay yeah yeah he always no one told him that it was wrong and in fact not only did people not say hey that's not right or you shouldn't act that way they then praised it for like. Dean is the model example of who you should be aspiring to be. Right. So I will say that I think that there is a moment that is equally as subtle as that one. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you before because I haven't been able to articulate it because it feels like one of those moments that like either you get it, like the girls who get it, get it, and the girls who don't, don't sort of idea, which is in Cinnamon's Wake. It's like long before they actually like get together as a couple, like very much at the beginning of that. There's this moment when Rory's outside, sitting outside between Babette's house and her house, when Dean comes up to her and he said, I just want to let you know that I'm going to stop bothering you. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those moments that like, it's really hard to articulate why that is so, like why that bothers me so much. But like the core of it is like, 
you don't have to let her know. You just stop. You can just stop you, bothering her. You just stop her. bothering her. Like, I try not to assess the characters too much as people and more of, like, assess them within the narrative because him coming up to her and being like, I just want you to let you know that I'm not going to bother you anymore. Like, clearly right. I'm bothering you. My, like, presence in your life is, like, not something that you like. And he's telling her this rather than just, like, doing what he's saying that he's doing. But him saying that there, Rory did like him and she didn't mm-hmm. want that from him and so that drove the narrative and when you take a step back that needed to happen so that they could get together and like that storyline can continue totally. but every single time I hear him say that I'm like just stop bothering her you don't need to bring it up or if you wanted to frame it in a way that was like listen I just wanted to apologize if I've been bothering you like I like you And I know that that's like a very mature thing to wish for a teenage boy to say. So I understand that I'm coming at it from a 30 year old woman's perspective, but like, I think that it would bother you less if it wasn't, I'm going to stop bothering you. And if it was coming from a place of like, I'm sorry if I did bother you, because that's not my intention. I like you. And I thought that maybe you liked me as well, but maybe I'm, I'm misreading this, you know? There were some people who messaged me on Instagram because I like recently had some deem commentary on my stories so people were messaging me about it and they were saying that when I was a teenager I loved Dean Dean seemed like the perfect boyfriend that I Mm -hmm. wanted but now as a 30 year old I'm just annoyed with him yeah of course someone commented on my video being like this is a tv show it's not that deep and I responded to the comment with a video and in the video I like put up all these screenshots of comments that people had made being like I used to think that this was okay and to be honest with you I think that's why I let my boyfriend treat me so poorly for so long or I have a daughter who's now becoming a teenager and we watch this show together and I tell her that's not how someone should treat you and I posted that because I'm like the what we consume completely informs the way that we behave yeah especially through entertainment because We connect so much with books and television shows and movies. We connect with those characters. When we're being inspired by them, we tend to let that inform the way that we behave and we inform the way that we let others treat us. So I don't think that it is too far-fetched to dissect a TV show, not just because we have a great silly goose time doing it, but because (laughs) it is important to talk about. It is completely important to talk about because I always believed that being with someone like Dean was like the better move or the smarter move or the safer move than being with someone like Jess. And I loved Jess. And I was like, ooh, I'm into bad boys. (laughs) I don't know about that little baby Tara. I don't know if you're into bad boys so much as you're just not into somebody who's quote unquote a good guy, who's not actually a good guy. Dean was angry all of the time. And being angry doesn't make you a bad person, but like he reacted so poorly to things and no one ever talked about it on that show. Not even my girl, Lorelai, who I love. Who really, she was one of the people that like was telling you like, he's a great first boyfriend. Like Mm -hmm. he's- He's not Brian Hutchins. He wasn't. Yeah. And and a lot of the people who, when I asked why you like Dean, because basically I did a poll. It was either like Dean sucks or he wasn't that bad. Sure. Just to see how people were feeling. And most people said Dean sucks. Yeah. Which like makes sense. I'm putting it on a (laughs) t-shirt. Which makes sense because like, your videos went viral for hating Dean. There's not a lot of videos that go viral for liking Dean. But I did ask the people who thought he's not that bad to give me some context why they were feeling this way. And a lot of people said that until Jess showed up, he 
was a really good boyfriend. Oh, people love he, to use that argument. He was great until Jess showed up. I'm like, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. wasn't. But there was, he was, I would say he was pretty supportive. Like he, he built her the car. Like that was very, like a literal labor of love as someone in my Instagram messages said. that like, Absolutely. That was a labor a of, of time. love. But when he started building her the car and then said, I love you. And she didn't say it back. Did it feel like a labor of love or did it feel like I made you this car? Why don't you love me? And that's another, that's another moment when a lot of people in your comments were saying like along the lines of like, he's a teenager, like his feelings have been hurt. What is he? 100%. I understand that his feelings were hurt. My feelings would be, especially at 16, my feelings as a 30 year old woman would be so, so hurt, but I think it's the reaction. Yeah. The reaction is what gets me about Dean. That is true. I, th- I think that a lot of the times people are like, was his reaction bad or was he just hurt? I think that those can be the same thing. Absolutely. Your reaction can be bad because you were hurt. Yeah. And what's also interesting is that we have no framework for Dean as far as his family life. Like when we compare Jess to his background, we right. always use the excuse of like, well, he had a really rough childhood. He was tossed yeah. around a lot. When we talk about Logan, we physically have seen and gotten to know Mitchum Huntsberger and his and his background and we have more to say on that but it's a situation where we can we have the framework of like where they came from the only things we really know about Dean is that his parents are together we don't know what kind of life he has at home but he came from Chicago he seems to have a very put together family his dad installs car stereos and they work on cars together we don't know anything about the way that dean's dad treats his mom she makes dinner for them every night she does every yeah. night because he mentions it but like yeah. we don't know what kind of relationship they have because we meet dean's mom but we never meet dean's dad so actually we do see him once when Rory has to give him the letter after the car crashes and like they're coming back from Chicago or wherever he was. And, um, she has to give him the letter and he's like, Hey Rory. And that's the only time we see his dad, but like given the way that he goes on to treat Lindsay, I really wonder what kind of background he came from. And that's not me sympathizing or empathizing with him because as we all know, I am currently in the process of ordering a t-shirt that says Dean Dean sucks. sucks. Um, (laughs) I'll get my mom to make you one. She makes t-shirts. Yes. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just something to note that we never know where people's, once again, what we consume can inform a lot about our behavior. And we have no idea what he was around all of the time or who taught him how to love other people. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropology's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. 
Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I will, in one of my favorite things to do is pull it back to the TV show aspect of this is because I feel like a lot of the times people analyze these characters from a very like natural human behavior that like his childhood would inform the character that he is like, or like rather the person that he is in the same way that your childhood impacts the way that you are now. I wonder how much of it the writers imply about him as like his home life and the way that he acted. I don't think that they did. I don't think they really took any of this into consideration. We also have to note that this was such a different time. And even though it was only like 22 years ago, or I guess 21, 21. 
and just turned 21. Because the writing is so intricate, that's why we examine these people from a very human perspective, because we've gotten to know them so well over the course of not the, not just like, you know, the seven seasons that exist. We don't like to acknowledge the seventh season, yeah, but, but it's, it's there. there. And then the four mini you know, mini movies that developed in a year in the life, you know, we've gotten to know, know them so well over the course of the last 21, 22 years that we feel like we know them. So we can examine them from a very like dissect worthy yeah. perspective. I will say that it does feel like we are analyzing this character differently than his intention. It feels like, because even when we go back to the revival, when we see Dean, Rory says to him, like, you were a perfect first boyfriend. Like, she, I think she says that. I've only seen that, like, twice. Me too. I don't, I haven't really watched A Year in the Life. Um, Yeah, but she, she said it to him in season three. She said it to him after she broke up with him. You were the perfect first boyfriend. Yeah. And again, I think that that was more ingrained in her than she actually realizes. I think it was ingrained in her from everybody around her, not just her mother, but right. the town. The town loved him and the town despised Jess. And so she was sitting there thinking, I'm wrong for having feelings for this other person, even though I connect with them more and we have way more in common, just because the entire town likes this seemingly like good guy more. So do you think that we can assess the way that the writers felt about how they were portraying Dean through like... I never want to say that the character is like a mouthpiece for the way that the writers felt about anything, but Lorelai really thought this guy was a good guy. Mm. Rory really felt like he was a perfect first boyfriend. Do you think that they thought that they were giving us like this little package of Dean in season one and part of season two? Like even when he's like the jealous boyfriend, do you think that they thought that they were giving us the perfect first boyfriend? That maybe the idea of it has changed now and mm. all of us are like, no, 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 that's not okay. That maybe the lens at the time is like, no, he cares so much. He's supportive. He yeah. calls her all the time. Like, is that what we wanted? I think maybe yes, because even my sweet little 12, 13 year old brain was like, I mean, I never liked Dean. I never was on team Dean. Yeah. But I never thought about it this way. Right. So, and again, I was not a fully formed human at the time. So it's hard to say right. unless we ask one of them. And if one of them ever comes on the show, I would love yeah. to sort of pick their brain and be like, did you guys write him to be the jealous type? Did you write him to be someone who everybody talks about being the perfect first boyfriend, but especially given where his character goes, did you always intend to like have those ugly characteristics come out of him? Or did you guys really think this guy was the model first boyfriend? Yeah. And like what they would think of like all of the discourse on him now, just to say like Amy and Dan, there's an open invitation. Anytime you want to stop by. Anytime. Anytime you want to chat with us about this. Um, <laughs> I have some comments. Like I pulled some comments from your TikTok that I'm oh going to through. Yes. Um, just because like uh, we're going to post, if you haven't seen Tara's TikTok videos, the three ones that we've been talking about, Dean, we're going to post them on our Instagram so that you can have like your supplemental reading material over on Instagram. Um, but the comments on these were so divisive, but so hilarious because so many people felt the exact same way that you did because we have, I'm here for the Dean takedown. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, I want to stay on Dean Sucks TikTok, which Dean oh, Sucks I love, t-shirt coming your way. I love that comment. <laughs> Dean go home. It was yeah. a lot of that. I love Dean hate accounts. Um the only good guy in the show was Dave. <laughs> a lot Dave of that. Dave I would say like people who really hated Dean were very vocal about like, yes, 
this is right. We mm-hmm. hate Dean. But then there was the people who, of course, said he was a teenager and she was too. He was problematic and wasn't looking to waste his time. Listen, here's the thing. When people bring up, and this sort of goes back to your point about people talking about like, oh, Dean wasn't jealous or wasn't this or wasn't that or wasn't angry until Jess showed up. A, that's not true. And I will give you receipts, but B, people love to bring that up. And they're like, he was just upset because Rory was emotionally cheating. And I'm like, okay, being upset about that is completely valid. But two things, number one, he was like this before she started having feelings for Jess. And number two, why didn't he leave then? If he was unhappy, if he knew she had feelings for somebody else, then what is wrong with you going, I know you have feelings for somebody else. And I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I mean, obviously he finally does it a dance marathon during the dance marathon, yeah. but what took you so damn long, man? I know here's the thing. You and I will talk about this because we always have more to say about her. I know that Rory has her faults. Yeah. I know that she was not in the right in this situation. She kissed Jess at the end of season two. She still continued to date Dean. She had feelings for him leading up to Suki's wedding. I mean, Rory did a lot wrong. There were a lot of missteps. That was the next comment I was going to read. The next comment was, Rory wasn't that kind or honest with Dean. She wasn't. But again, him flying off the handle and getting jealous and doing things like that started before Jess even came on the scene. I mean, we saw it a lot with Tristan. Oh, Tristan. Yeah. Oh, again, another one we have more to say on. But think about think about Runaway Little Boy. Runaway Little Boy was the episode where they do Romeo and Juliet and Tristan and Rory are put together, right? He stood there and watched them. And again, I get being jealous and insecure, especially when you're 16 years old. But like he stood there and just like perseverated over the two of them. Just and and Tristan egged him on, but like It wasn't just about Jess. Did Rory have like some sort of like little baby feelings for Tristan? Sure. What a cutie. But she never gave Dean any reason to believe that she was interested in him. Yes, they kissed after they broke up. He didn't need to know about that. She was sad about Dean. I really feel like that was just a situation where she just was sad. And she sought comfort in somebody who was just sort of there and who had shown interest in her And that to me is a very 16 year old move. Like, oh, I'm just going to kiss this boy who's here. And then she cried and she went home and finally freaking wallowed. But like, she didn't have any interest in Tristan. And he was like this. He just treated her like, this is my property. Like he literally should have just peed all over her. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Okay. (laughs) He was marking his territory. And I was like, all right, Dean, just, just do it. I will say though, in that runaway little boy episode, I think that's one of the first times that we see Lorelai kind of start to be like, oh, you kind of do have a little bit of a controlling boyfriend because he's like, I'm going to come to this rehearsal. Oh yeah. When they're sitting in Luke's diner and and he's like, I'm going to come to rehearsal. And Lorelai's like, yeah, she like doesn't really say too much about it, but like it's yeah. like very clear. Like, is this okay? Like, mm-hmm. like blink twice, sort of thing. <laughs> blink twice if you are in trouble. Yeah, I think that moment was a bit of a turning point. I think the other turning point moment was when, um, oh gosh, what was the title of that episode? It was the episode where he comes to wash her car, where he calls all those times. Was that the one where she gets into the fight with Lane? She sees Lane at the end of the episode, and that's when Lorelai comes you know, to the house and he's sitting on the steps and he's like, she likes Jess, doesn't she? And that's yeah. the end of the episode. Oh, I don't I remember, remember which one. But I, that, that's like the moment. You know exactly like, what I'm talking about. Yeah, but that happened long before they actually broke up. 
Like, oh that, yeah, like, that happened she, in like, like the middle of season see. two. That episode that I was just referencing before about him sitting on the steps and waiting for Rory to come home was really Lorelai's turning point of like right. knowing a few things that she had that Rory had feelings for Jess and that Dean was not necessarily controlling, but Dean was Dean was, this, was smothering um, her. A tisket a tasket? No. Thank you for bringing up a tisket a tasket because that was also before Rory even expressed interest in Jess. Because I feel like the interest in Jess became, like, palpable in a Bracebridge dinner, which was before that. And so I think it was, like, very clear, if not to Dean, definitely to the audience, that this is someone, You're right. Like, You're absolutely right. That, like... There was... And he caught it. He clocked yeah. that moment. Dean clocked the moment between Jess and Rory. But a tisket a tasket was all Jess. And then you start to see the chemistry between the two of them and you're like, okay, like there's clearly something here. My my entire point of this is that Dean flew off the handle before Rory even expressed interest in somebody else. If somebody expressed interest in Rory, he was flying off the handle anyway. So the jealousy didn't really have anything to do with Rory's reciprocation of feelings. It had to do with people having feelings for her. And there's nothing wrong with being jealous about things like that or getting upset about things like that. But you can't blame it entirely on Rory. Yeah. I Okay, so I will say then, yeah, that... Most of Dean and Rory's relationship, I'd like kind of, this is very obvious and it feels weird that I'm just putting this together, was plagued by someone else, like a presence of another man in her life, like from the beginning. Absolutely. Because Tristan was always there. Tristan from the dance, first time kind of meets him. Mm -hmm. And then Tristan literally leaves and the next episode is a Bracebridge dinner when Mm, her and Jess like- And then the whole thing between them happens until her and Jess get together. And then when Dean and Rory get back together again, who who's there to catch Rory when Dean breaks up with her is Logan. Logan. Yeah. He was kind of, you know, um, which we can talk more, much more about that at another time because there's a lot to say there. Let's get back to like some of the comments of where like a lot of the people were disagreeing with you. Um, because a lot of people say he was the least bad boyfriend. Mm. Like that's another thing. It's like he wasn't the best, but he was the least bad, which you completely disagree with. Yeah, that's so subjective. Being the least bad boyfriend is like the most hilarious statement. Um, and again, it's completely based. I mean, all of this is rooted in opinion. Um, you know, we can argue with facts, but it's all rooted yeah. in opinion. If oh, people yeah. think that he was the least bad boyfriend, I feel like they're only basing it on the framework of like the things that he did for her. Like, oh, he was always there. He was always went to like things with her. He always did this. He always did that. He changed, you know. But he complained about it the whole time. He complained about it all the time. The tucks, you know, I the made tux. a whole video oh, about that. The tux. The tux and like Neil Young wearing a tux. And, um, you know, just he was like, he made her promise to play battle box with him for a month just for going to this debut top ball and wearing i have no idea the i've only ever heard of it on the episode of gilmore girls poor rory but it's like she had to bribe him into doing things and i'm not saying she didn't have to do that with her other boyfriends to get jess to come to dinner with emily she had to bribe him with a book and a kiss like you know i'm not saying that it didn't happen elsewhere but like it depends on what your definition of bad is if you think bad is you know the qualities that Jess and Logan have, fine. That's totally your prerogative. But I also think that bad is 
being controlling, being possessive, being someone who smothers their significant other, cheating on their wife, yeah, then blaming their ex-girlfriend for it once the wife yeah. found out. <laughs> I'd say that's kind of bad. Then subsequently later in the picture telling Luke like they want more than this, you're not enough because clearly he feels that way about himself just because he and Rory didn't work out. And essentially in my opinion, crediting her with sort of ruining his life, but he ruined his own life. So it's like, I think those things are bad. And if we don't look at them, of course, we're going to think Dean was the least bad boyfriend. As someone says, he also thought the 50s were the good old days. Yes, he did. He did. Someone did say that. That's one of my favorite comments. What would you say to someone who says, I'm sorry, I love him. He cared so much and he was not wrong in like pointing out like the way that Rory lied and the way that she had other feelings for other people. And like you said that he should have like left her when he realized that she was interested in someone else, but Mm -hmm. she was never honest with him about liking someone else. Very true. Very accurate. And Lorelai points that out very heavily in the season three, episode one, lazy, he's a crazy days of the summer. She's Mm -hmm. like, you are dragging his heart around. And she was not, wrong for like Rory needs a splash of cold water to the face and we we have more to say about that she needs that every so often and I don't disagree with that but when people are like he yelled at I remember vividly someone commenting and it's probably not the same comment that you just read but someone being like he yelled because he cared and I was like no, no. let's it, not, no. let's not perpetuate that let's narrative. Not those you two. don't yell because you care. And I think a lot of people love to be like, well, he got so upset because he cared so much. And I'm like, that's okay to care, but your reaction speaks volumes about who you are. You can't control your feelings. You can control how you react to them. And again, this does go back to him being a 16 year old boy who doesn't necessarily know how to control his emotions quite yet. I certainly didn't know how to control my emotions at the age of 16, Absolutely not. but at the same time, if someone looks at you and is like, you yelling at me is not helping this situation and you don't learn from that, like you are in turn pushing them away by flying off the handle every single time something happens, even if it is because you care. I think that you even made a video of this specific moment. Like how many times does Rory's reaction to something that someone else does is Dean's going to be mad or to Dean, don't be mad about this. Like she has that ingrained in her that his reaction to something he might, his reaction might immediately be to be mad. Yeah. Those types of behavior can also impact the way that their partners move forward. Like you said, she would be like, Dean's going to be mad. Or are you mad? She would ask just that all the time. So when people talk about Rory and they're like, Rory was dishonest. And then Rory went on to do this. And did you ever think about maybe Dean being a part of that? Like maybe the way Dean treated her sort of. He encouraged dishonesty. Because he was always angry. So how was she going to be honest with him about anything? Yeah. I think for me, it's always, it comes back to like, but he was a teenager Mm -hmm. and we are like, you were, you, you just turned 30. I just turned 29 and we are assessing a 16 year old. But the thing that I come back to a 16 year old written by people who are our age and older. So like, I think that that's where the fairness, because people oftentimes will be like, it's not fair. You can't talk about a teenager like that. Yeah, but this teenager was written by Mm -hmm. adults who talks far beyond his years, who looks at Lorelai in the face after she like set the ground rules and is like, well, now it's my turn Mm -hmm. to talk. Like, he doesn't really have a lot of respect for adults, Mm -hmm. which like, 
I think that I tend to fall on your side of it in that like Dean sucks. Dean was not great. Dean was- Yeah. And that's the other thing is, yes, we're judging him from an adult's perspective as a teenage boy, but the reality is even as a teenager, he wasn't all that great. Hate to say it. There are parts of him that I feel like, like- aren't terrible like if a boy built me a car sure or like if he if he showed up at my door with two pizzas for us to eat like you know he wasn't all bad if he if he called me like like sure these are all this is like everything i'm saying is like really low standards but like i feel like you have lower standards when you're 16 100 your standards are so low when you're 16 you don't have any framework yet okay all of that aside i know that you don't like him we're making you the dean sucks t-shirt as yes speak. please tell your mom that i want pink font <laughs> <laughs> yes i will tell me something that you like about dean that with the caveat it can't have anything to do with jared padalecki it has to be about dean's character on his own one nice thing just one nice thing he changes a mean water bottle so like thoughtful <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah he's he's there to help helpful <laughs> strong sure well, listen, this he he's had he's had redeeming qualities. I don't think that he would have been a character on the show nor dated Rory for as long as he did if he didn't have redeeming qualities. He's clearly a yeah. hard worker. Um, yeah. He works at Dozie's Market and he's a hard worker. But like, obviously, like he's had some thoughtful moments with Rory. Yeah. He's had some, you know. Look at that. Yeah. Admitting to it. <laughs> but again, it goes back to the fact that like all of those will never outweigh in my mind. Now watching the show as yeah. an adult will never outweigh the ways in which I feel like he was sort of detrimental to her emotional health and her emotional growth when it comes to her relationships with men. But like I, I even go back as far as to say a lot of people in um, They Shoot Gilmore's Don't They when Dean breaks up with Rory at the dance marathon, which if you notice the timestamp, he breaks up with her about 5.15 a.m., which just doesn't feel like the time to loudly break up with someone in the middle mm. of the room um, about something that you have seen happening long before right. this moment. And a lot of people are like, Rory deserved this. Dean needed to let this out. He needed to have his get moment. this off his chest because Rory was kind of being kind of an asshole here. So there's this idea that she deserved mm-hmm. it. But I, I disagree. I don't think that anyone deserves that sort of treatment from someone who has supposedly loved them. Totally. I mean, that was a moment, and I say this, you know, as captain of the Dean Sucks team, I think that was a moment where she she sort of had that coming for a long time. Do I think he needed to do it in that fashion? No. At 5.15 in the morning in front of a gymnasium full of half asleep people. No, he didn't need to make it public. He didn't need to make it angry. He never needs to make it angry, but he did. And this goes back to me thinking that Rory needs a splash of cold water to the face sometimes. And that was a big wake up call for her. Yeah. Had he not done that, she would have stayed with him. Do you think so? And I'm not justifying what he did. I do. I think she was comfortable. I think she would have gone on behaving the way that she was. And so he finally had had enough. And again, I don't think anybody deserves to be spoken to that way. But I that was one where I was like, okay, he's out. Yeah. He's had enough. He's frustrated. He's got to go. I will say I really enjoyed that moment from a story perspective. Me too. I was so ready. I was like, it. thank God. I was so happy because I was like, great. Now she and Jess can be together. Yeah. But that should have been that should have been on her terms. She yeah. should have done that along ago dean shouldn't have had to break up with her publicly for her to do that and as jess said dean's a jerk breaking up with you like that yelling at you in front of everyone guy's a total jerk 
Should we just do a podcast where we recite the lines yeah. of Gilmore Girls? <laughs> I know that I could do that for maybe you candle season one and one through three. I'll do five through six. Perfect. And, and someone else will do season four. Yeah. We're looking for volunteers. <laughs> We're going to put the yeah. Craigslist ad out for right after four. we record. In that moment when Jess does call Dean a jerk, I think that you could say the same thing about Jess. 100%. It's like he's sitting there at 5 a.m. Yeah. Just in his own right has all of that. I wouldn't say that because you are team Jess and someone else is team Dean that like you are in any way saying that someone who is team Dean is a bad person. No, absolutely not. I just encourage people who are on team Dean because they don't recognize his flaws or because they don't understand any of the TikToks that I've made or any of the comments that other people have made from those TikToks supporting that notion, I just encourage them to like really think about their own personal choices. Like, are you defending that character because you are in a relationship with someone who treats you that way? If you're not seeing that there's something wrong, I do think that there's something wrong with that for all the characters. If you are on Team Logan, Team Jess, and you don't see their flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say that as a Team Jess stan. You know, I have more to say on this, but I don't think Jess was a good boyfriend when he was with Rory. Yeah. Do I think that? We know I don't think that. I recognize his flaws. I recognize Logan's flaws. I recognize Dean's flaws more because I just don't like him. And I think that of the three of them, he was the most problematic in my opinion. Yeah. But I would never ever say that somebody's a bad person for supporting that character. I would just encourage them to look at their choices. Right. And I honestly think that it in my opinion, it is so much better if you recognize that this character has toxic behavior, narcissist tendencies, all of these things that are written. If you still love the character, I honestly like that more than if you are like a diehard defender of this character. They've done nothing wrong. Like, yeah, that to me is a red flag. Yeah. If you can't see someone's flaws and if you can't admit them and you like will die on this hill that they did everything right, that's a red flag. You need to be able to recognize people's flaws as well as their attributes. I just said he he changes a mean water bottle, okay? I can acknowledge that he does some <laughs> things right. And but I like I feel like a lot of the times and I've had this happen where people will think that I'm a bad person because of the characters that I like. And something that I keep trying in like almost all my comment sections try to bring people back to is like this is a TV show. You can like whoever you want to like even recognizing that that person is bad, that that person made bad choice and that person did bad things because I don't really talk about Logan that much on my account. And I finally like openly said that on my account. I was like, I don't like to talk about him because people hate on it so much and in turn hate on me. And I recognize that Logan is horrible sometimes. Like, but do I want to talk about that? No. Like, I mean, I could, but why would I want to? Totally. I just, I love, I love to love him. And I think that that's a lot of what I would like to get into in the podcast is just like, You can hate someone. You can hate any episode, any season, any character while still overall loving it because it's it's a TV show. And if you are Team Dean, you are completely welcome here. You are absolutely welcome here. I just fully expect for for you to fully expect that we are going to roast him all of the time. And at one point I will be wearing my Dean Sucks t-shirt and y'all have to just accept that. It's so interesting that you bring up getting a lot of hate for loving Logan. I I had no idea. Yeah. I I literally didn't know that. Well, like I mentioned, like that's one of the reasons I started my account is because there was this like space open for people not talking about Logan. Not a lot of people are team Logan. Right. So that's why I thought that you would have 
a lot of people rooting for you. There were a lot of people, but I will say my first viral video was about comparing Logan and Dean, actually. And in what was episode The Party's Over in season five about whether or not Dean read the article when Logan did. Yes, I remember that. There was a lot of conversation about that, but there were a lot of people who showed up who really loved Logan, but there were a lot of people who showed up who really did not like Logan. Mm. Well, we've got more to say on that, and I think we're going to save that for next Next episode. episode. For sure. So make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on now because we will be coming out with an episode at least every Tuesday as we always have more to say. And if you have more to say, find us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say Podcast where there'll also be more to see.